This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back to A Sharper Life. I am your host, Nikki Sharp, and this episode is coming out a few days later than normal. Normally, they come out every Sunday, and I just got back from one of the most epic trips of my lifetime and did not have good Wi-Fi, did not bring my camera stand or a microphone. And so it's kind of a fun episode to go into because I was able to let go of control and the need for control and just enjoy literally the trip of a lifetime. And I want to preface this with saying, I actually teach this stuff for a living. And what I mean by that is I teach this thing called the dream binder. And the dream binder, we go through different categories in your life. But one of the cool parts of it is called dream life. And I have clients go through and come up with what their dream travels look like. And how would you feel if that dream travel happened or that dream vacation? And so what's really wild and cool is that I got to take literally one of my dream trips on my dream binder. And I'm still kind of pinching myself of what happened and this entire thing. And so it's, I'd say that because this work that I teach and all of these podcasts, they're really here and they're meant to help you to let go of the need of control and help you to take away the things that cloud your judgment and fear and deal with emotions and also how to manifest. And you know, hopefully you've been listening and learning different things, but I want to say what I teach really is true and I'm, I'm the living, breathing model of it. And so I will never share anything that I have not tried and tested, but it's really wild to get to work with clients and help them create their dream binder and their dream life and their dream family and dream partner and dream relationship, dream career, and then also get to watch them really living and embodying everything that we go through. And then I get to also do the same work and go through everything. And so with that, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. It is not as structured as some of the other ones. And I wanted to open it up to questions that I have received over over the course of my travels and really help you guys because I'm a travel ninja and I know how to travel hack. And I also know that people get anxiety and things about traveling, you know, makes a lot of stuff comes up. And so today I'm basically just going to be telling you about my trip and things that I experienced as well as answering your travel questions. So without further ado, I guess let's just jump into it. And one of the things I want to start with is that this trip I nearly canceled. And the funny thing is we got invited, my fiance and I got invited about a week before. And it was a friend of mine who said, you know, going to the south of France to Monte Carlo to Cannes for my birthday. And, you know, there's there's two spots left on the boat. And I I looked at him and I was like, um, yes, please, we would love to go. And I share that because oftentimes we're too afraid to ask for what we want in life. And I knew that I wanted to go celebrate his birthday with this great group of people. And so it started off there where I volunteered us very kindly. And he said, absolutely, would love to have you guys. So we booked our tickets. And the day of traveling, I felt so sick. I have been battling a cold because I went on my bachelorette trip and just lack of sleep and kind of this go, go, go. And I am doing all of the things, all the healthy things that one does. That being said, the human body is 
fallible. And I sometimes get sick too. And I still now have a cold, but I woke up the day of our travel and I felt terrible. I had taken NyQuil the, the night before, which I don't normally do. And I don't know if it, it just stayed in my body or whatever. I felt drowsy. I felt out of it. I didn't feel good. I honestly was ready to just say, I can't get on the plane. And why I tell you this is because I literally had to put one foot in front of the other the entire day saying, okay, Nikki, just try and pack. That's it. That's step one. You don't even need to think about the future. Just, just be here and pack. Okay. So I was able to pack literally one hour before our flight to Zurich. And then from there, I was like, okay, just get in the car and get to the airport. And I had told my fiance, you know, if we get to the airport and I don't feel good, we're going to turn around. And he said, okay, no problem. And so it was literally one foot in front of the other. And it brought up all of this anxiety that I don't normally get. But I really think it's important to talk about this because I know so many people do get anxiety with traveling and what could happen. And so in my mind, I came up literally with an A through Z list of, okay, if this happens and this, then okay, I get off the plane. Well, if our luggage gets sent there and I land in Zurich and I don't feel good, okay, well, I'll just get on the next flight back. Okay, well, you know, worst case, I know that airports have really good medical teams. And, and I'd say that because it was just a lot of anxiety coming up. And so it's important, no matter what you're doing, whether it's travel, whether you're getting married, whether it's some big event, whether you're starting a new job, to acknowledge and accept that, yeah, things might go wrong. And here's the cool part. They probably will. But it's how you handle them. And I think you've learned, you know, through these episodes that I try to share how I handle them. And so, so basically it will help you not get stuck in that fear and that cycle. And so for me, I literally one step in front of the other. I got to the lounge. I had a glass of champagne. I was like, okay, well, let's just see if I can make it on the plane. So long story short, made it on the plane, fell asleep, was really good. And I did receive a question how to relax when flying and thinking about all the bad things that can happen. And I recently actually worked with a client about this. She gets really bad fear of jet lag. And none of us like jet lag. You know, none of us like being on this plane that we think about what can happen. I just personally look at the odds of, okay, there are so many flights that happen every day. And we know statistically, you are more likely to get in a car accident than you are from a plane. So it's, I'm able to take away the fear of something might happen on the plane. The next thing is that I personally go into it where whether I need to meditate, I have my own set of little rituals that help me. And so things that I do is I have my big, you know, Sony headphones and I put on music the second I sit down and I just sit down and I drink my water and I listen to music because that's what calms me down. And I, I also know that I like sitting in the aisle. That's just because I get up, I pee a lot, I drink a lot of water. Some people like going, you know, being at the window and falling asleep. So pick a seat that makes you feel comfortable. So for me, that's just being on the aisle. And it's all of these little rituals. Maybe you bring a coloring book. Maybe you do a meditation the second you get on the plane. Or for me, something that always calms me down is editing photos. And so my fiance, he's the sweetest and he'll say, Nikki, do you want to edit photos now? And he'll give me my headphones. And it really does work though. So how to deal with anxiety when it comes up on planes or with travel is you have to come up with kind of a set of, let's say, five non-negotiable things that you do. So for me, if you've listened to some of my other episodes, you know that red wine, 
always calms me down. So I will have a glass of red wine on the plane. I don't drink too much, but I definitely have at least one. And the other thing too, and I, I'm going to do a whole nother episode about this because I think it's so important of how to not gain weight when you travel, especially as women. There's certain supplements that I personally take, but flying, when you're flying the food, they have to add a lot of salt on into the meals. And so then when you're up in the air, the soda actually ends up bloating you and it can lead to more jet lag. So if possible, and this is typically what I do, I'll eat a dinner before I get on the plane or you know, I'll order a salad from Sweetgreen. I bring it to the airport with me or I'll find something at the airport. But I try to fast for the length of the flight if I can. If not, I bring my own healthy snacks. This is not always. This is, you know, I'm trying the best I can. And I always bring at least one to two liters of water. And the other little hack that I have is mint tea bags. If you put a mint tea bag in a bottle of water, it doesn't need to be boiling hot. It brews the same and it helps your digestion. It tastes good. It makes you drink more water. So those are just a few of the things that I do to help me on the plane. And it really just is about finding the things that work for you. And statistically, planes don't really go down. And when they do, it's once in a blue moon compared to other things. So that is how I at least deal with my own anxiety is music and photo editing. And I have a glass of wine. And I also just try to relax into it. And even if there's turbulence, I just kind of take a chill pill and be like, it's not going to last forever because nothing lasts forever. That is the good and the bad news. So I wanted to then answer a few other questions. How to pack? That's a big one. And I am a master packer because of a few things. One, I went on a week trip with one carry-on and one backpack. And how did I do that? Well, first off, I used packing cubes. I think they are the best thing ever invented. And I also roll all of my items. And so there's a discussion between do you roll or do you just fold? I personally find rolling is better and then things get less wrinkly. The other thing that I try to do is bring a travel steamer with me when I can. If I cannot do that, then a lot of hotels do have, they do have irons. And outside of that, I then hang my clothes in the shower and let the wrinkles come out. But the other thing that I do when I'm packing is I put all of the outfits out that I want to possibly wear for the trip. And then I kind of take a process of elimination where I'm like, well, realistically, I have this amount of nights. It's okay to rewear this. XYZ. And so that's kind of how I go about packing. And I don't want to spend too, too long on any answer because there's quite a few things. But packing for me, at least, I find that it's better to travel with less versus more. And I enjoy my trip more because then I don't have all this crazy luggage to take. And we were on a boat. There was not a lot of room to unpack everything. And so you kind of just do what you can. And like, I get pretty minimal. I bring one curling iron. That's it. I don't bring a ton of makeup. I bring a very minimal skincare routine. And that just helps me to be in the moment. And this is something else that I, I got. It, actually, two, two people really wanted to know this. And I got quite a few questions while I was gone. But how to disconnect from your phone and from work when you're traveling. And this was an interesting one for me because first off, my podcast is supposed to come out on Sunday. This one I'm recording will not because as I mentioned, I didn't have any of my equipment to record. And the other thing is that our Wi-Fi on the boat and we were in France, it wasn't great. And so I could barely upload stories, couldn't really do Instagram, didn't have enough internet, you know, 3G to check other people's stories. 
So the very nature kind of forces you to be in the present moment. And one thing that I've learned is that I take a lot of photos and videos, not because I post them immediately, but I do it so that I can relive the moment later. And that's important for me because I'm able to then take a photo, take a video, and I don't take 5 million. I just take whatever I can. And then I put my phone away and I let other people take photos and videos. And at the end of the trip, you know, we'll always have like a group chat. And then I say, Hey, you know, can you guys all send your photos, videos? And for me, I like to then create a video of the end of our trip. So I did that for everyone. And it really allows you to just take a quick snapshot. And I'm not taking it for Instagram. I'm taking it for myself and then put the phone away and just be present and disconnecting. Well, think about it this way. If you can't disconnect or you're having anxiety about disconnecting, what I talked about in the last episode is anger is really just fear. And fear is based on something that will repeat from the past that has happened, or you're afraid of something in the future. So you're afraid of some sort of failure or something bad happened. And so your mind jogs that and it goes in the subconscious mind. And that's what I work with clients through during the Ultimate Transformation Program is we go into the subconscious mind and we literally rewire the brain so that you have different memories that come up instead of thinking to the negative. But disconnecting, really, it's a fear of, well, I'll get fired from my job or you know, I won't make money. I won't be able to check in with the people I need to check in. And you know what? It's a reality that when you're on a trip, you should put on a notification for your email. I always put on vacation notifications and I say that, you know, I preach or I live what I preach and I take time off to be present to my life. And so I encourage you, if you're someone who even on a weekend can't shut off, sometimes what I have clients do is literally just delete Instagram for your whole trip. You don't need to be checking in on other people's stuff. You just need to be living your own life. And one really important thing about this is, and I tell clients this, if you're over here trying to control your husband or your partner or your work or your kids, you have left living your own life. You've literally left this body and you're trying to live someone else's life for them, which mean that, means that there's no one left to live your life. And so now you have anxiety and depression and frustration and anger about how someone else is or is not reacting or what they're doing, when in fact, you just need to come back to you. And so, well, how do we do that? We, we meditate, we journal, do a gratitude log, delete Instagram from your phone or social media. For me, I post everything typically when I come back from a vacation. So it really is about just how do you be present in the moment? And everyone's going to have a different mechanism. For me, the tip is honestly, delete social media, take a photo. It doesn't need to be perfect. Because the only person you're trying to seek perfection in is you. Nobody on my Instagram account cares if I took 3,000 photos to post one. They just want to see the fun memory of me smiling and having a good time and sharing the hotels I stayed at. So I hope that that helps as well. The next question that I got was how to beat jet lag. And this is also... I'm going to talk about this a bit more in depth when I do the podcast episode on how to not gain weight when you travel. Because it really comes down to jet lag. There's a few things. One, the mind is powerful. And I have a rule where once I get to the place that I'm going, or even if I'm doing multiple stops to get somewhere, I never 
associate where I'm coming from. So people will say, oh, you know, it's 9 a.m. in in New York or in Miami. And I'll say, well, actually, it's 4 p.m. in France where we are. And I don't know if that's the, the correct timing. But immediately, I'm putting my mind to where I am in the present moment. So I'm no longer in the past. I'm no longer somewhere else. I am here exactly where I am, which means if it is 10 p.m. at night and I'm in France, it's 10 p.m. at night. It is not 5 p.m. in Miami where I live. And the same thing goes like if you're trying to supplement and use like valerian or melatonin, you got to stop telling yourself, oh, well, you know, it's 9 a.m. and I can't eat or it's, you know, 12 a.m. and my body. Immediately try to get your mind to where you're going. The other thing is, as I mentioned, if you're on planes, drink a ton of water and don't eat the food when they pass out the food. Eat the food according, if you're going to, and sleep according to where you're going. So let's say you get on a plane from LA and you're going to Europe. Well, immediately, typically those flights are, they leave at night. So for me, I go to sleep the second I get on the plane, immediately. And then I wake up according to where I'm going. Not, you know, so like if you get on a plane, typically they take off, then they come by with drinks, then they come by with food, then maybe drinks again. And then they finally turn the lights out two or three hours later. Well, that's going to enhance your jet lag because you're still going from where you came from, not where you're going. So talk about being in the present moment. Traveling is the ultimate presence. So that's one thing I do. And then I also just take supplements. I take magnesium to help with bloating and it helps with sleep. I take probiotics, a pre and a probiotic. Those are kind of my go-to ones and a digestive enzyme. And then I again eat according to where I am once I get somewhere instead of, you know, always saying like, oh, well, I'm hungry because it's XYZ time. So just it's about being in the present moment. So the other thing is how do you enjoy life and food when you're traveling? And in America, one thing that I've really found is that people get so caught up in the diets that they do. So it's like, I'm keto, I'm vegan, I'm paleo, I'm this, I'm that. I don't eat cheese, I don't eat pasta. Well, there's a thing that when you go to Europe, you actually don't bloat and break out and and get constipated in the ways that you do in America. And that's another episode I'm doing because there there's quite a few reasons to it. But one, food quality is way better, basically everywhere else in the world. And so there's a few things that I personally do, and I'll share them more in another episode. But I don't eat... I tend to not eat three meals in general. I eat two big meals and I drink a lot of water. That's what works for my body. And especially when I'm traveling and someone asked, you know, how do you save money? Well, for me, I don't splurge, meaning I don't splurge on my calories. I don't splurge financially on every single meal. I typically choose one meal that I'm like, okay, you know, I just want something really basic, eggs and some vegetables or an omelet or an avocado toast and a coffee for breakfast. And that's more my brunch. And then I'm so present in the moment of going and being with people that... And I don't want this to sound bad, but I kind of forget about food, meaning it's not the top priority because seeing the places that I am and walking. And of course, I eat when I'm hungry, but it really comes down to instead of being like, I need breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I, I need my snacks. I personally prioritize quality so I find food and meals of quality versus quantity. And when I say I splurge, so think about money. If you're trying to save money, 
and have more money in your bank account. Well, you can't keep, you know, spend $100 a day and expect or $1,000 a day and expect your bank account to be healthy, a healthy bank account by the end of the month. It's the same as your body. So, and this is where I kind of equate finances very similarly to, to the body. You can't just go spend all these calories, meaning I'm going to just overeat and, and I'm bringing all these calories in. So it's kind of the same thing about your bank account money going out. Well, this is, let's say, bank account money coming in, calories coming into your body. And so if you're going and you're like, oh, I'm going to eat all the pasta and all the cheese, well, you have to expect that you're not going to have a healthy, quote unquote, bank account or a healthy, quote unquote, body. Choose your meals to splurge on. And I am all for indulgence. I ate everything under the sun. And my France diet literally was wine, cheese, pasta, pizza, and bread. That's it. That's pretty much what I had. I did not eat a ton of vegetables because I indulged in the things that I love there, but I didn't do it at every single meal. And so I always prioritize one, water. That's it. Non-negotiables. Two, supplements. I take very few though. And three, it's picking and choosing, like having a healthier salad or a meal for lunch so that you can enjoy yourself for dinner and just letting go. And the other thing about this, and especially with Europe, is actually really anywhere in the world. When I travel, I really try to learn the culture where I'm going and what they're good at. So I know that France is really good at making fresh bread and they have the best butter. And I even will tell you a a small funny story. So when I, I lived in Paris for a year and I did my boulangerie course, my bread making course at Le Cordon Bleu, and I had, I was doing a dinner party because I had all this bread and I'd made it and croissants and, and everything. And one of my friends had asked me, you know, can I go talk to the instructor, instructor, excuse me, the next day and ask about gluten-free bread? And he was French. He had a translator and he literally laughed and he said, no, I don't use gluten-free flour. And that is because, especially in France, they prioritize quality, quality over quantity. And so they don't eat an entire bread basket. They have just a little piece before dinner with, you know, some butter and then they go to their meal. And yes, they'll have dessert, but they split it. They have a small bite. And so if you're traveling and you're trying to not gain weight and you want to enjoy yourself, well, first off, just do enjoy and let go. Great. You might gain a few pounds, but you'll lose it when you come back. But really it's about intention and purpose. And are you going to overindulge and say, I'm going to eat all the things? Or are you going because you're going to, like for me in Italy, they have the most beautiful cheese wheels that they mature for a hundred years of Parmesan. I'm like, of course I'm going to eat that. Because that's a hundred years of time that they've been working on this, on this delicacy. So my rules get relaxed when I go to Europe because A, I know the food quality is better. B, I don't eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I really choose See, I'm always walking or trying to make steps or, you know, just whatever it might be, going for a run, even if it's just meditating for five minutes. It's trying to do something that I know is good for my body. And I want to add into this. When you're on a trip, and especially for me, I've never really traveled with big groups before. And I've gone from my bachelorette straight to this, you know, Monte Carlo, watching the Formula One Grand Prix, the most amazing trip of my lifetime. And it's really, really important that you take care of you. And so for me, I had boundaries in that 
like one of the nights we everyone went out and I chose not to. I went back to the boat and I went to sleep instead and I felt great the next day. And that was my own boundary saying, I need to take care of me and I need to go to bed early for me. And sometimes, yeah, people might get upset because they they have fear that you're not doing what they think is right. And ultimately, it comes down to like, I went for runs when we were docked in the marinas. Like, I would go for a run because that was important to me. I don't need to tell everyone that. I don't need to make anyone else feel bad. I can take a nap if I want to go take a nap. I don't need to drink alcohol if everyone is drinking. And there were a few days where I waited to drink. And then some days I started earlier because fuck it, why not? Right. But it's all about taking care of you and really finding how do I center myself? And what I say here is how do I center myself so I can show up as the best version of myself to everyone else? Because you cannot be present and serve and come with love from an empty cup. And you know the whole thing, the mask come down on the airplane. Well, you have to put your mask on first. And that might mean, yeah, not going out one night. Or that might mean going home early. That might mean not drinking. That might mean getting a salad when everyone else is getting pizza. It's you taking care of you. And that's how you have an enjoyable time is really by putting you first so that you can then show up as your best version to others. So a few other things that I want to go through quickly. How to not get sick when traveling? Well, first off, find the supplements that work for you. Don't bring a pharmacy. You don't need that. As I mentioned, I take magnesium. I take turmeric as well. I take a pre and a probiotic and a digestive enzyme. And that's what works for me. The other thing and part of, and I, it's, it drives me nuts that we all went this way, but during the pandemic, you know, everyone was using so much hand sanitizer. Well, that actually has a bad effect on your system because your body needs to get used to different viruses and bugs. And that's why like children playing in, you know, with dirt and licking rocks and doing these things and being around other kids and getting sick, it actually helps build the immune system. And so if you're someone who is crazy about hand sanitizer and you get really freaked out, well, your fear is already going to project you into picking up something potentially because the mind is powerful. That's what we talk about in this, in this whole podcast. And so for me, just enjoy, let go, relax, go to sleep early, drink water, you know, have your mint tea, which helps with digestion. Pick your supplements that work for you and really making sure that you are taking care of you. Because if you get sick, all right, so be it. I've had a cold the entire week and it doesn't feel good and I've had to take cough syrup. But you know what? At the end of the day, I still know how to take care of me. And so just being present. If you get sick, okay. If you need to go to sleep, then do it. If you need a night off, great. Do that. And so there's another question, you know, solo travel tips. And for me, this, I think I should almost do a full podcast episode on it because it really is something. I think solo travel is the best thing in the world. And even when I'm on a trip with other people, I'm, I'm able to go and be like, Hey, I'm going to go get a glass of wine at a bar by myself because I want to. If anyone wants to come, great. Solo travel really is all about you getting present with you, finding joy and love in you, being excited for the opportunities and meeting new people and just exploring life because life is so incredible but it's up to you to figure it out. No one else can do that for you. But I think I'll, I'll have to do more solo travel tips later. Saving money when traveling. As I said, like you don't need to go out to fancy restaurants every single time. And for me, 
I personally like to spend money on business class tickets versus five-star hotels. That's just, I like the journey. I like the journey of getting to the destination because then when I'm at the destination, I don't stay in the hotel very much. And I like to go explore different restaurants. And sometimes I go to a little street vendor restaurant and sometimes to a fancy one. But it's all about balance. And that's something I really hope that you're getting from these podcast episodes that it's all about balance. When we go to the extremes of anything, we get out of balance. And so for me, I love going and getting a pizza, you know, at just a, a sidewalk restaurant, which is like seven euros. And I love going out to a fancy restaurant, not every night, because then I need that balance, that yin and yang, which we've talked about before. And the last thing I guess I will say, there's, I have a, quite a few more questions, but I don't want to make this too, too long, is that this trip for me, so for those of you who followed those, if you didn't, I, I went to the south of France, I went to the Grand Prix, the Formula One race, best experience of my life, of my life, best crew of people. And I didn't know everyone, but by proxy, because of the person I got invited by, I knew that it was going to be a good time. But I also have some rules when it comes to travel that I always write people thank you messages after, whether they hosted me or it was just a group dynamic. I individually write a message to each person and just say, hey, it was so wonderful to meet you. Thank you for sharing your experiences with me. And that just helps keep me in the present moment and connection and enjoying. And as I said, I put videos together for everyone and I ask for photos so I can be in the present moment. And I also just let go and know that nothing lasts forever. So if I don't feel good, which I didn't flying out there, well, it's not going to last forever. And if I'm tired and I'm hungover one day, which I definitely was, it was the Formula One and we drank and had fun and ate good food. Well, that doesn't last forever either. And so can you be present to whatever is right now? And this is also what I talked about in the last episode of feeling all the feels. Because instead of having the highs of like the best trip of your life, and then you come home and you're depressed because, you know, whatever, or eating all of the food because you're on vacation and gaining all this weight. And then you come back home and you're like, oh God, I got a diet. We're trying to skip these high highs and low lows and find more balance. Because funny enough, in the balance, in that yin and yang is where more joy happens. And it's where life happens. So that we're always in this present moment being okay if something doesn't go as planned and being okay if my you know podcast comes out a few days late. All right, it is what it is, right? And being okay if there wasn't Wi-Fi and I couldn't upload things. Well, guess what? It made it so that I was more present to the people around me. And so I leave you with this. Whatever experience you have going on in your life, whether you're going on a vacation and it's summer coming up or whether your kids are graduating or whether you're going through a divorce or you're moving or you're starting a new job or you're dating someone that you really like, can you be present? to whatever is and know that you will have duality. You will have good and bad moments in that period. But it's really how you frame your mind and can you just be present? And so I know that this was a kind of random episode and me talking about this vacation and my God, I wish I could share more and I hopefully will share more on Instagram now that I'm back home. But I hope that you guys enjoyed these tips. I love giving them. I need to do another episode because I have as I said, I'm the travel ninja hacker on how to fly business and how to get into all the lounges. And that's it's a little bit longer of a conversation, but those tips will really, really help, I think, a lot of you. So 
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you like A Sharper Life, please rate, review, and subscribe. Please send the episodes to your friends, to your family, especially this one. If you're like, hey, I'm traveling somewhat like with friends, we could all benefit from this. Send the episodes. The more support that you guys give, the more passionate I get about doing these. And if you want me to talk about anything specific, definitely head over to Instagram, DM me at Nikki Sharp. And until next week, here's to a sharper life.